the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous day today. This is your host, Al Fadi. And if you're tuning in, you're listening to Let Us Reason, another uh, podcast uh, of our show. And as always, I always want to start by thanking you for your partnership, your support, your prayers. Uh, without it, uh, we wouldn't have been able to make it this far on the air. And also a reminder that uh, if you missed this show or any of the previous shows, you can always go back to uh, listen to it from our archive. And we have a number of venue for that. One of it is through our website, sirainternational.com. And that's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A international.com. You can also go to soundcloud.com and search for Let Us Reason and our uh, newest platform, uh, Omni, O-M-O as in, um, uh, you know, uh, Oliver, M as in Mike, uh, N as in Nancy, Y as in yellow, omnistudio.com. Uh, and in there, you can also search for us as well. Now, uh, today, uh, we are going to continue with our usual uh, theme of giving you updates regarding some of our most recent uh, Facebook posts. And the reason why we do this uh, is to first keep you updated on some of our activities online, especially through social media and Facebook in this case. And secondly, to um, use it as a companion to explain the rationale uh, behind why we posted uh, something or uh, ask a challenging question and so on and so forth. Uh, we, we type sometimes explanations, but still um, the benefit of hearing it from me directly uh, and using it hopefully in your own um, uh, dialogue or arguments or debates or whatever means you're using to reach out to our Muslim friends. We hope that it will be uh, an efficient tool for you and serves as a companion in addition to the post itself. Now, you can always go to our Facebook, of course, uh, page, uh, my own personal page at facebook.com forward slash alfadi.sira, C-I-R-A, alfadi.sira, all one word with the dot in between alfadi and sira. Now, we have also a ministry page called The Alfadi, where we post our uh, released videos. Uh, we have a series that we're going through right now that will continue until almost March of next year called Scripture Twisting 101, where I uh, host basically both uh, of our my dear brothers, Sam Shimon and David Wood. And we go through one verse at the time that our Muslim friends will tend to use from the Bible to try to um, basically twist the meaning of that verse or come up with their own um, eisegesis, if you wish. 
So we took it one verse at a time, and we will continue this uh, series. So um, stay tuned uh, because we will have a lot of those. So far, we've finished about 25, and we anticipate we'll end up with about 60 to 70 of those in total, at least for now. So that means we still have more work to do. Now, back to my uh, Facebook page. Uh, In the last uh, 12 hours or so, um, I should say, um, you know, on the last uh, two two days or so, uh, I posted um, uh, basically a serious dilemma. I have a number of series. One is called Major Dilemma. Some we call it Serious Dilemma. Some we call it Just Dilemma or Islamic Dilemma. Uh, basically, I raised the flag concerning the very first revelation in the Quran known as chapter 96. And in chapter 96, verse 1, uh, supposedly the uh, angelic being appeared to the prophet of Islam in the cave and asked him to read. Now, it says, read in the name of your Lord who creates. Okay, that's one of the translations. There is a number of translations that I listed in there. Now, you'll notice right away that there is a struggle among the translators to whether they translate the word iqra in Arabic as read or recite, regardless of why they did what they did. And I understand their dilemma. My first question is, this particular chapter and verse doesn't tell us not even in the least clarity that there is a prophet here being addressed. Not to mention the name Muhammad is not even mentioned at all in the Arabic. Number two, uh, we do not know what is being revealed and read what. Doesn't say that it's a Quran, doesn't say that it's a scroll, doesn't say that it's scripture, nothing. It's not even identified. Thirdly, it doesn't even tell us who is talking. Doesn't say it's an angel, doesn't say the angel is Gabriel, doesn't say it's a spiritual being, doesn't say anything. Fourthly, it doesn't tell us the source of that message. It doesn't say it was God, it was Allah, it was your Lord. None of this, basically, by name, I should say. I mean, it did say, uh, read in the name of your Lord, but who is this Lord? I mean, we don't know his name. Uh, I mean, remember the encounter between Moses and Yahweh, and that was in Exodus 3.14. Yahweh identified himself to Moses and said, when you go, tell him, I am who I am sent you, Right. So God identified himself immediately, and Moses asked the right question. If I go, uh, who's God? I'm, uh, which God am I going to tell him? And, and Moses knew why he's asking this question, because the Israelites are used to seeing so many gods in Egypt, including Pharaoh himself. So if he goes and say, God sent me, they're going to wonder, which one out of these gods sent you? Because they might be misled to think that it, really these idols are actually talking, you know. So uh, the Lord says, no, tell him the living Lord sent you, not these idols. And the creator, you know, basically, the one that is eternal, the one that has no beginning or end. Now, here in the Quran, you would expect the same thing. You would expect at least Yahweh identifying himself. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses in this case, right, you know. And Jesus, since Islam thinks Jesus is only a prophet, why didn't uh, the God of Islam identify himself that way at the beginning? So that's part of the problem. The second part of the problem is, which I find it kind of humorous, really, our Muslim friends insist that Muhammad is illiterate. In fact, the Quran later does say that he is illiterate, although the word that was used could be debated, actually. Did it mean really illiterate in terms of not knowing how to read or write? 
or meant that actually he is the prophet to the Gentiles. There is a big debate on that. And uh, you can always, the word is Ummi, you know, uh, meaning uh, he was sent to the Gentiles, to the nations. You know, you can go and Google this and you'll come across a number of reputable articles. One of those you can find also at answering-islam.org. And in the future, we'll be doing videos ourselves that you can also track this issue on our YouTube channel, Sira International. Nevertheless, the idea is that this angelic being, I'm, I'm just using the Islamic concept now, an angelic being appeared to the prophet in a cave, fine, you know, he's telling him, read, read what? I mean, the guy doesn't know how to read, right? Are you telling me the God who sent this angel doesn't even know that this prophet doesn't read? I mean, uh, seriously, uh, we need to ask, I mean, this is, right there, you're already proclaiming a God that has no knowledge. That's basically what you're doing. Or the other problem is, Let's assume the God knew that this prophet doesn't know how to read. Wouldn't you think that if he is an all-capable, all-able, all-powerful God, that he would have immediately said, well, I'm going to make you read right now. And all of a sudden, Muhammad started reading and went to his people, and the people were like, wow. I mean, just a day ago, you didn't know how to read or write. All of a sudden, you're reading and writing. And what happened to you? Wouldn't that have been a great miracle to indicate that he is representing a God that enabled him to read. That's basically what I'm trying to say here in my challenge and this dilemma. If this indeed was a person who doesn't know how to read, why in the world would this God ask him to read anyway? And what was he supposed to read? And then I got pushback uh, from one belligerent uh, Muslim friend who actually used profanities and says that I'm an ignorant person, that uh, I am a liar. If I knew Arabic, I would have known the meaning of the word ekra to mean actually recite. I find it funny, actually, because if the idea is to recite, okay, if the idea is to recite, then here is my question. Recite what? Don't you need something to look at to recite? And if you're telling me that the angel was telling him something to recite, we don't know what it was. I mean, the Quran is silent on what was he being asked to recite until after he refused to recite it and it was recited to him. In other words, I have something with me. You refuse to recite it, so I'm going to recite it for you. Because that's how it went in chapter 96. So you can't really uh, weasel your way out of this. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you can really be become creative if you want in trying to explain it, but... Let me tell you, your opinion today in the 21st century as someone who's trying to defend the problem in this passage doesn't matter because earlier renowned Muslim scholars understood that Muhammad was looking at something and he didn't know how to read it, basically. And then the angel is the one who told him what it was so that he can read it. Nevertheless, at the end of the day, whether he was looking at something or not, we find it really humorous that the God of Islam is actually lacking knowledge to understand that his own prophet doesn't know how to read. Now, you're going to say probably, well, why are you making a big deal out of this? Well, thank you for asking that question. Indeed, we are making a big deal out of this because did you catch what I said at the beginning of the show? This is the first revelation ever to be revealed by supposedly the God of Islam through an angel that Muhammad 14 years later identified as Gabriel. That's another funny story, by the way. We'll get to it later. It took him 14 years to identify that this angel in the cave happened to be Gabriel. And 
since it is the first revelation, then we're talking about the beginning, the induction, basically, and the inauguration of a prophet named Muhammad, supposedly, a religion called Islam, and a revelation called the Quran. And if you're telling me that the beginning of all of this has these multiple problems, then you can realize now and understand why I'm making a big deal out of it. It's from the get-go we have issues already. We have serious problems and serious dilemma that has blinded, sadly, 1.6 billion Muslims today. That's just today in our time right now. And no one in the right mind and the right heart and who believes in the true God and has compassion for humanity who are made in the image of God can ignore something like this. I know many of you ache to reach the Muslims for Christ and wonder why do they resist even hearing the truth. That's why I raise these kind of uh, dilemmas uh, on my Facebook page because I want to equip you as believers, as those who are evangelizing among Muslims, as those that uh, who are doing everything possible to reach out to our Muslim friends because it is a serious, serious, serious issue that our Muslim friends need to be challenged to examine what is obvious. And here, what is obvious is a God that wasn't mentioned by name a prophet that wasn't mentioned by name, an angel that wasn't mentioned by name, an incident that wasn't even described or even mentioned in a narrative fashion or at all. Not not a single source, uh, not a single chapter in the Quran, not a single passage in the Quran ever dealt with this incident, ever said this is what happened, ever said that the angel appeared to a prophet by the name Muhammad in a cave. Now, you go to the Bible, go to Old Testament, you know, we, we have Elijah, for instance, after he... Uh, was victorious on Mount uh, Mount Carmen uh, uh, over the uh, prophets of Baal, and God uh, uh, vindicated him, and he was victorious over them, and then he was threatened by Jezebel. He ran to a cave. Well, in there we, we see that an angel was appearing to him and giving him cupcakes, basically, and talking to him and everything else. Why wouldn't uh, this, if it is the same God that sent Muhammad, why wouldn't he say the same thing, for instance, uh, about um, Muhammad? And especially if he's the um, seal of the prophets, God's final uh, messenger to humanity. I mean, these are the kind of logical questions we need to ask. I mean, we can't just, uh, you can't just tell me uh, something that you feel like this should be the interpretation. And here's what the funny, uh, what's so funny about this. It's like if you ask three of our Muslim friends to interpret this, each one of them will give you his own version of interpretation. They get upset with you, but they have their own version of it. You know, in other words, you, you really have to, Quit making a big deal out of it and just listen to whatever they tell you and end of discussions. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not here, not on my page, not based on my background as a former Muslim. There is a reason why I am a former Muslim today and a follower for our Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. There is a reason. Here is one of those reasons that I'm just sharing with you. So we need to ask our Muslim friends, really, uh, to explain to us, all of these problems that that we have here. Now, um, now here is what uh, we need to also ask. There is a number of other things that we could uh, definitely uh, be asking our Muslim friends. In fact, I'm trying to find some of the interactions 
on the page where um, one of our friends in there was asking also a wonderful question saying, why did Gabriel squeeze Muhammad? The idea is that when Muhammad was in a cave, Gabriel supposedly squeezed him. And uh, what, what was the point behind squeezing him? And then he squeezed him three times. I mean, I like what this friend says. I mean, what is the fascination about the Trinity? Why wasn't it twice? Why wasn't it four times? I love it, you know? And then why did Allah inform, uh, why didn't Allah basically tell Gabriel, hey, by the way, this guy doesn't know how to read or write, Gabriel. Why didn't he tell him that? And of course, uh, we already said, why would Gabriel ask him to recite or read? Read what? Or recite what? I mean, we can't just let things just like this just uh, get by and say, oh, well, you know, uh, that, that's, that's their book. It's okay. No problem. Anyway. So we need definitely to uh, ask those kind of challenging questions. And I'm, I'm trying to find now uh, some of our friends who uh, all they're good at is basically attacking. And uh, here is one. And uh, uh, this one says, uh, Fadi, I know your problem. If you are a learned person, you would have known that Allah commanded Prophet Muhammad to read or recite and he was able to despite being an illiterate. And the share, uh, the sharer basically of the post, uh, Mr. So-and-so, keep on you shall see me, uh, see my God one day, inshallah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but they're talking about somebody who was basically uh, trying to challenge their uh, line of thinking. But nevertheless, did you catch what this person is saying? Uh, that Allah allowed Muhammad to recite or read, but... I, I just told you that that didn't happen. Actually, he was asked to read and we don't hear a blimp out of his mouth, basically, until the angel supposedly read it for him. So I, I don't even know what the issue here and why is this a problem? And what is the argument that this person is trying to raise? That This is what we deal with. You see, this is the problem. We deal with this day in and day out all the time. And we get just attacked. We get insulted. I mean, actually, I want to really read to you the insult that we received from this guy. Everybody says, Ikra, meaning read, in classical Arabic also means to recite. You must have been the most ignorant and unlearned Muslim if you never knew this, especially if you're Arab. Thank you. Okay. Now, can you answer our question, please? And I'm not going to mention names here, but you can go to basically to our site and you'll see for yourself these kind of things. Well, uh, you know, all we get is attacks, insults, uh, characterizations, uh, attack on our caricature. And nevertheless, basically, that our Muslim friends refuse for the life of me to even come up with a logical, logical explanation, not emotional explanation. I said this before and I say it again. Emotional arguments are not arguments at all. All it is is just that, emotions. That's all. It's heightened up emotions. And when your emotions are heightened up, your basically sound reasoning gets cluttered, basically. You cannot see straight anymore. You're unable to reason uh, uh, anymore. You're unable to provide faithful explanations anymore. So this is why I am not going to let these issues lay to rest because I owe it to our Muslim friends. And they need basically to know that there is some problems and they have to deal with it and face it straight forward. Okay, so having said that, 
I hope that uh, you would find those kind of posts helpful to your ministry. Once again, if you've just tuned in, this is Let Us Reason, and I'm your host, Al Fadi. And as I was telling uh, um, uh, people at the beginning of the show and always in every show, if you miss part of this show, you can always go to our website, Sira International. That's Sira, C as in Charlie. And we have a section on our homepage uh, to listen to all of the archived shows for Let Us Reason. You can always go to our new platform, Omni Studio, and uh, search for Let Us Reason. You can go to our previous also uh, platform, SoundCloud. You can go to iTunes. And even to some of our shows were converted to be streamed through uh, our YouTube channel, Sierra International. All of these venues are available for you. We also have a brand new video series. We called it Scripture Twisting 101 that has been released uh, for the last at least uh, six to eight weeks now. So we have quite a few of these shows. It's a multi-part series. It, uh, it was done basically uh, by me, Sam Shimon, and David Wood. We finished about 25 of those. They'll be released on a weekly basis. That's the hope and the goal. But we will continue to add more, and we anticipate that we'll end up with a total of 60 to 70 of these. And what we're doing is we're taking any of the Bible passages that our Muslim friends tend to use to try to defend that Islam is mentioned in the Bible, Muhammad isn't mentioned in the Bible, the Quran is mentioned in the Bible, uh, that uh, Jesus is not uh, divine, uh, that Moses was uh, predicting or prophesying about Muhammad, and the list can go on and on and on and on. And we're uh, really, quite frankly, somebody's getting tired of all of these things. And I agreed with my brothers, Sam, Shimon, and David Wood, uh, that we need really to tackle this issue. And we need to have a digital library for people like yourself to go and take it one verse at a time. And every one of those videos We'll have that title, Scripture Twisted 101, and then we'll give you that one passage in it. It's Matthew such and such, or it's John 14, for instance, 26, or John 14, uh, 15. So that you know, whenever you have a problem with one of these passages as used by a Muslim friend, you go there and you listen to our own interpretation. And that hopefully will prompt you to do all, uh, your own research if you need to. But then nevertheless, these are short video, succinct, succinct, basically, straight to the point, and uh, we want to avoid all the fat, basically, and eliminate any fat around it. Just go straight to the point and use the shortcut and explain it to our Muslim friends. Now, I want to also appeal to you and encourage you to go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our YouTube channel, and as I said, it's uh, Sira International, so you can go there at uh, www.youtube.com forward slash Sira International, one word, and C uh, as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. In there, we have, by the grace of God, uh, over 6,500 subscribers already. We would love for you to go and subscribe. And some of these subscribers, very minimum, uh, you know, less than a fraction, basically, have decided to also become what we call a Patreon patron, where they donate usually as little as $1. Some uh, will give 5 some can give 10 others give even more. The idea is any of this funding will enable us to really use it to stay on the air, to pay the fees for that or uh, the uh, cost for that to also pay for some of these videos and so on and so forth. So uh, we encourage you to prayerfully consider doing something like this because that will enable us to keep on going and be able to basically uh, 
offer this ministry that we receive a lot of wonderful, uh, basically, comments and reports from you. Uh, once again, let me remind you that you can go to our Facebook my own personal Facebook page, which is alfadi.sira. So you can take a look at this particular uh, post that I am discussing here. And uh, you can take a look at many of the other posts as well that are available in there for your own, uh, basically, examination. And uh, we remind you to go to our Facebook, uh, to our YouTube channel, Sira International. You can go also to our website, sirainternational.com. These are just a handful of ways that you can reach out to us as well. You can connect with us. Uh, you can email me uh, really at uh, info, info at Sira International or directly at alfadi at sirainternational.com. Info at sirainternational.com or directly at alfadi at sierrainternational.com, or you can basically uh, send me a private message through my Facebook page. By the way, we've reached our limit of number of friends, 5,000, but you can always track us and follow us as well. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.